With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. And it's a big one coming out of UFC 261. And it's a big one, not just because we have lots of matchmaking ideas for all of you, but also because you have a lot of matchmaking ideas for us. And this is crazy. This must be the most responses, the most ideas from a matchmaking perspective that our listeners have had ever since we started doing this. 40-something episodes ago, but a lot to digest upon when in regards to Saturday night. A lot to look ahead to from a matchmaking perspective. We'll try and predict the future for all six championship fighters and much more. First off, I am Mike Hack, and joining me as always is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Two questions for you right off the bat, AK. One, how are you doing? And two, why do we do this? Why, why, why do we do what we do? My best friend, I am doing great to answer your first question. To answer your second question, after what happened to Chris Weidman yesterday, I, I, have no, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And by the way, people, when, th- th- that's a nervous laughter, by the way. That's the sort of thing. It, this happened when the injury happened, too. It's like I was shocked, disturbed, There was, and then there was probably like a, a, a head slap and like a giggle of uh, n- by no means any sort of enjoyment over seeing an injury like that, but just like, gosh, this is absurd. This, what we do... Covering the sport is absurd. Uh, being involved in it, even more absurd. Uh, so, you know, prayers up, obviously, for Chris Weidman and, and everyone else, uh, Jimmy Crute, and really anyone who got who got hurt at uh, Saturday's show. It was it was it was just pure chaos. But, uh, you know, Mike, look, you, we I, I think you you hyped us up last week as saying this could be one of our biggest shows we've ever done as far as the matches that need to be made, the listener contributions that we were expecting to come in. No disappointments anywhere. The card was rife with storylines. You could write 
10,000 words about just the main card. Uh, it felt like almost two separate cards because, I mean, when you look at the prelims, they actually were fairly eventful as well. Uh, and so there's a lot about we can imagine for so many people beyond uh, just just the mandatory picks we made, we made this week but again listeners there to cover a lot of that I, I don't think any stone went unturned this week or we'll see we'll see i guess i said depending on the end of the show but uh yeah ufc 261 delivered one of the most memorable shows of the past few years no question all i have to say is i have not looked at one of these picks yet so i just see the dms continuously coming in on instagram so we'll see what happens. I might even let you go first this time, AK, just so I can play catch up. But we'll see what happens. But let us begin with the man of the hour, Kamara Usman. I mean, wow. This was, I, it's almost unfair to say this right now, but this was the official over the hump performance for him. You know what I mean? Like, And it probably shouldn't have been, but I think in a lot of people's eyes, this was the one that took him to the next level. He absolutely colds Jorge Mazdal in the second round. Nobody saw the fight ending like that, but it did. And off we go, my best friend. We heard Dana White throughout the week. We heard him at the press conference after that insane fight card. He's saying it's the rematch with Colby. No other fight makes sense. He shut down the other options, even though we have some big fights at 170 coming up over the next few months. But is that where you're looking as well, the rematch with Colby? I mean, I looked at it. Is it my pick, Mike? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, for me, actually, the Burns fight was kind of getting over the hump, not just because, uh, you know, he got he got it such a conclusive finish, but also he got hit. I, I like that he got hit in the Burns fight. I like that he, he he got hit. There was a point where he looked legitimately shook and he bounced back. That's what I want to see from some of my champions. Like, some, like again, the guy we can, we're, you know, we, we're going to be comparing to him to nonstop for the next couple of years or however long he wants to compete, of course, George St. Pierre. Some of my favorite, my, my craziest moments was when he got the head kick from Condit and came back from that. And like it, it, facing adversity for me is a huge thing for a champion. Insane dominance is great too. We talked a little bit about this on the previous show with like Habib, um, Valentina. Well, who's the other champions we said? Like they're just, they're just never, they've just gone on these runs and just never been challenged. And, and, and uh, Usman for the most part hasn't been in trouble. But I like, like I said, just that little glimpse we saw from Burns uh, convinced me. And even the little self doubt, he almost put on himself with like, challenging Masvidal again just because he didn't finish him the first time I even kind of like that so so I was sold after after what happened with Burns and after the the Masvidal call out even though it wasn't my favorite matchup but no I don't listen Mike I know you've spoken to Colby many times he's uh he's uh he's done a lot he's he's given our our website a lot of time and I appreciate that but Colby Covington is a jerk all right I'm just gonna his or at least his persona whatever he's a jerk so no I do not want to give him a title shot uh, right away I do think we'll see them fight again someday it was a great fight the first time so let's go with the NMF. Steven Thompson. Wonder Boy. I think I think if he beats Gilbert Burns, I think you give him the shot. It's a little too far ahead, which I don't like. It is July 10th. That's a long wait if Usman wants to fight again soon. That's the tough part. Uh, and you have to imagine he would after a performance like that. So this is definitely more of a what I want to happen than what I think will happen. I, I think the Covington fight is obviously much, 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 much more likely. But no, I, I want to see Wonder Boy get it. Um, a lot of good reasons. One of our listeners outlined some good reasons later in the show, which I will, which I will read. But uh, I'll just say Wonder Boy for now, Mike, and then pass this, pass this pick off to you. Yeah, like we said, there's two very interesting fights coming up at 170. We have Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz on May 15th at UFC 262, and then you have the aforementioned Gilbert Burns and the aforementioned Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fighting on July 10th. And 
Should Wonderboy beat Gilbert Burns? I'm with you. His Wonderboy's next fight should be for the belt. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. He had done. He has done enough to get another title shot, in my opinion. And people want to see it. People want to see it. The problem is, when has Stephen Thompson? When was the last time Stephen Thompson went through a fight and was able to like bounce back relatively quickly at all? Like I think this. This is seven months from his last fight. This is like his shortest turnaround in quite some time because normally there's injuries and, you know, broken hands and broken feet and like all this stuff. Like he just has like the worst luck when it comes out of when it comes to like recovery from fights. So I can see Wonderboy fighting for the belt. If it happens in 2021, I'll be kind of surprised because that would be after he fights in July. If he wins, he'd have to bounce back five months later and. I mean, it could happen. I just don't see it happening. But I feel like Usman's going to be pretty active this year. I think you have to do the Colby fight. Like, I know. It's a big one. And when I say, like, this was the getting over the hump performance, I don't think, like, fans look at it and say, like, oh, I didn't think Usman was that good until last night. I think this is the one where people are like, all right, like, we can get behind this guy. And you saw it in the build, like, the UFC is trying to get Usman over to the best of their ability. Like he was the ESPN magazine cover story throughout the week. And you know, that they put him on big shows that they're putting him in matchups where they can try to get him over. And I thought Usman, I thought the UFC and even Mazadal as a foil. I thought everyone did a great job in the build. Like they did such a good job with how they put this fight together and built it up. I actually picked Mazadal to win. Like I, I, I talked myself into Mazadal beating Kamara Usman when literally the entire build from the time this fight got signed, I was like, "There's no chance Jorge Mazadal wins," but they got me thinking enough to the point where I thought Mazadal could win. But get him back in there with Colby. Yes, it might get ugly along the way, so I'm not really looking forward to that all that much. But there's still a lot of heat there. And this is the biggest fight that can be made for Kamara Usman right now. So, yes, I am in for it. I think it's the fight to make. And, again, the same problem we had after Usman beat Burns, we don't have a number one contender right now. We don't have one. Like, Colby is the number one contender right now as we speak. So, I'm in. I'm all, I'm, I'm all right with it, AK. Yeah, look, look. And as, as critical as I am of Colby's persona, shtick, whatever people want to call it, uh, I remember distinctly after that first fight with Usman, I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't know if I would need to see this rematch right now, but I need to see them fight again someday. And it's been some time since that first fight. That everything really is lining up for that rematch right now. So uh, yes, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen again. Uh, the Wonder Boy thing is really, really a preference for me. You mentioned some of the uh, the lead up to the fight. You know, some of the videos they built around Usman. I'll tell you what video I didn't love, uh, Mike, was the. Uh, the ode to the African champions uh, that was done on Saturday. I, this may have slipped under the radar because, you know, there's a lot of videos that they do with ESPN now. So whoever made this video, I'm not calling it offensive. I, it was corny and I think uh, lame. Uh, I'm not blaming John Anik who did the read. John Anik is a professional. John Anik reads what he's the, the copy he's given to him. And the whole uh, promo celebrating these fighters from Africa was based around lyrics from the song Africa by Toto. I know, this li- man. This, listen, listen, look, and you're friends with John. I hope you, again, it's not John's fault. John didn't write it, but I hope you bust his chops uh, uh, the next time you talk to him. Because I'm sure, I bet John had a laugh. About it. I bet John saw it. It was like, 
all right, <laughs> this is my job. This is what I do. Whatever, you know, because this would be like, and I joked, I joked about this on Twitter. This would be like if, if the UFC was returning to Tokyo in 2022, and and used like turning Japanese by the Vapors as like the as the the, the music for it, or if they go to China and did like kung fu fighting, maybe not quite that offensive. But it was so, and it wasn't just the intro. Like they they sprinkled in lyrics from Africa by Toto throughout the promo. People, I don't know if you know this guy. And by the way, I love that song. I love the song Africa Toto. Toto themselves have admitted uh, when they wrote the song, they had never been to Africa. This was like some. They just kind of wrote some song that they with their concept of Africa. It is legitimately maybe one of the worst possible choices you could do for a video uh, promoting athletes from Africa. But. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people didn't notice. This is the kind of stuff that drives me nuts. Uh, I hope they don't play this video again. Again, I'm not saying it was offensive. I'm saying it was lame. It was corny, and and fr- just stupid. <laughs> There's no nice way to put it. Yeah, I don't. I I have to admit, I heard it in the background. Oh. I didn't really know what was going on because you know when we cover these fights, like people think like we just sit on the couch and we're eating popcorn oh, no. and relaxing. No, there's like five thousand things going on yeah. at once. We miss a lot. We mi- we miss a lot. So I heard it and I was like. The only thing that popped in my mind because I didn't watch it was, is this Toto or is this the Weezer cover? Like I can, and, <laughs> I, like and why I, are they like playing this? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, yeah, one of the points was like the first, uh, the first champion to to feel the reins from Africa was uh, so it was something that I was was is oh, no. and I was like, all right, I was like, all right. They really went in deep. I'll say this: whoever wrote whoever wrote this is a big fan of that song and really went in deep on the lyrics. So God bless them. But uh. it just it just wasn't right. It wasn't right, Mike. Uh, this will kind of probably lead into our next pick, but. I have that Usman, he's he's the BMF champion now, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean second round. I don't think dropped like, him. I think the ship is kind of sailed now. Like he had his opportunity to become the self-proclaimed BMF champion, oh, and I, people would buy into I, it. I I think he kind of whiffed on it, but listen, that's just, Usman's not that kind of guy. Like he's not there to rub salt in the wound, so to speak. He uh. He's, he's the lineal Masvidal. BMF champion, Mike. He's the lineal BMF champion in my eyes. Whatever they want. Masvidal can have the belts. Usman is the lineal BMF champion after that KO. Right. But I think Usman also was trying to find a way to stay focused on the task mm-hmm. at hand. He wanted to kind of distract himself a little bit. So he watched our pre-fight Q&A and heard us oh, yeah. give the suggestion that the BMF title should be equal to the hardcore title from the Attitude Era in WWE where it's defended oh. 24-7, and he was like, nope, I don't want anything to do with that, but that's a no. great idea. He I'd wants- love to watch it. <laughs> he wants no part of that. Shout-outs, by the way, to Gerald Mearshart for helping us out with the uh, pre-fight Q&A. People, if you haven't watched that, it's, it's still it's still a good show to watch. I know it's a uh, pre-fight for 261, but we talk about a lot of stuff. Gerald gives some incredible insights on on the, the fight before it happened and just other just MMA in general, and he's just a great great personality to have on, on the air. So check that out, guys, our 261 pre-fight Q&A with the uh, GM3. Yeah, he nailed that Rose Namajunas prediction, and we'll get to that in a mm. moment. But on the flip side, like you said, we have the – the BMF champion, Jorge Masvidal. First time in his UFC career, he was knocked out. Second time in his entire career, he was knocked out. And that was the first time it had happened since 2008. 13 years between knockout losses. He's now lost two straight. He's three and four in his last seven. But despite all that, AK, he is still a massive star. Like, I don't think his stock Mm -hmm. dropped very much in the eyes of fans. And the light bulb went from just being able to work. Like if you flipped a switch and it was, you know, the light could come on, but it went to being turned on completely. Like you could clap your hands and the light turned on when it comes to Masvidal. 
there's only one fight to make, and it is Jorge Masvidal versus one Nicholas Diaz because Nick wants to come back. He's in shape. This, to me, is easy. And the reason why it's so easy is, listen, you can watch the our post-fight show and Jed Mishu being all negative, like Nick Diaz is never going to fight again. I do think he's going <laughs> to fight, but if he does, what's – I mean, you cannot guarantee that – we see him back again. I mean, it took him this long to even get this close. So if you're going to get Nick in there, no, you don't throw him in there. I, I mean, I've seen some wacky suggestions already. I've seen Mickey Gall thrown out there, and I love it. And Mickey's a good friend of mine, like a good dude. I've known Mickey for a long time. You don't do that. Like, we're not doing Mike Perry. Like, we're not doing no, – no, 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 no. You no. give him the biggest fight he can have, and the biggest fight he can have – is Jorge Mazadov. Main event, five-round co-main event. You can put the freaking BMF title on the line. This is a massive fight, despite what happened on Saturday. I, I mean, this is a no-brainer. This is It's Mazadov versus Nick Diaz. There's the story there with Nate and UFC 244. This is the only fight that makes sense, AK. Nick Diaz hasn't won a fight in 10 years. I don't uh, care. Almost 10 years. I, nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you ask Nick Diaz fans, he's, he's, again, he's unbeaten, really. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't lost a fight ever. Uh, if you ask Nick Diaz fans, no, uh, I, I, Mike, I understand your passion for the matchup. It's a, a very sellable fight. Not a single, pro- I can't imagine anyone complaining if it was made. Like you said, it's not like Mazadal's on like a five, six fight winning streak, and it's like, oh, he has to be matched up with a winner. He has to be matched up with another contender. It's like, not, not really. <laughs> he really doesn't have to be. Especially at this stage of his career, that was his fiftieth pro fight. I mean, again, he's beyond. He's almost beyond rankings. He's beyond kind of like you know sensible matches at this point. So I don't mind it. I was looking more at the Nate Diaz uh, Leon Edwards matchup on May fifteenth. More so, of course, Edwards than Diaz. I'm not super. I wouldn't mind if they did the Nate Diaz Masvidal rematch. Um, should Nate? Uh, I think I said the loser here. Actually, I think I said the loser of this fight. So should Nate Diaz lose to Edwards? I think he will. I'm not against the Masvidal Nate rematch either. It did suck that it ended with a cut, um, though I think Masvidal was on his way to maybe even uh, knocking out Diaz cleanly or winning a very, very, very dominant decision. But um, it was stopped by a cut. I know that left a lot of people upset. One of the nastiest cuts I've seen uh, in recent memory. Uh, and should Edwards happen to lose to Diaz, which I could, that would be a shocker, uh, but anything's possible. I, I'm not giving. I'm, I'm a broken record on this. I've said this in so many shows, so I'm not going to elaborate any further. I'm. I still need Edwards Masvidal to happen someday. I. I just still feel like the three piece and a soda or whatever did not. That did not resolve things. It was delicious, but it did not resolve. It did not. I am not full. I am not satisfied from that three piece and a soda. I need a full meal. Uh, and the other thing is uh, the other option looked at, of course, Colby Covington. But that's a fight that feels like it could happen like a year from now and still have so 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 much heat behind it. Does not it could happen a year from now, eighteen months from now. Almost any time, unless and other than like both guys going against some crazy losing streak, but other which I don't see happening. But so that can wait. But for me, I'm I'm still on the Edwards Masvidal train. I I need it. I need it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I would I would still want to watch it. I mean, it's yeah. it's I mean, it's completely lost so much steam at this point. Oh my gosh, it's so like exciting. this is one of the big whiffs. <laughs> this is one of the big whiffs in UFC ah. history in my mind that this fight hasn't happened. But we'll see what happens. And listen, and this just tells you goes to tell you how big of a star Masvidal is win lose draw doesn't matter people want yeah. to see him fight and every name you threw out there they're all interesting and people would watch it but I think you just got to milk what you can out of Nick Diaz because I have a feeling no matter who he fights like throwing him in there with Hamza Chemaev is silly <laughs> it is awful 
You said it. You spoke it. Stop throwing that idea out it. into the into the universe. I'm a little exactly. grumpy. I didn't get a lot of sleep this morning, so I'm, I'm throwing shade at everybody. Oh boy. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Come on, Mike. We got we got a lot of show to go, Mike. Let's. We got yes, a lot of show to go. I know. Go. We're just getting started. We're not even past the main event yet. But yeah, stop <laughs> stop throwing Hamzat in in there with everybody. Like the man just had like a horrible bout of COVID. Like. I don't want him matched up with anybody right now until he's like a hundred percent and like multiple doctors clear him to compete. Then we could start throwing out matchups. Stop. Just stop asking Dana White about Hamza Chemaev fighting fighter X. It does it just stop. Just stop. Wait till the man's soft. ready to go. There's a soft ban on Shemaev in the show. And I don't want to put a hard ban on it. There's a soft ban. He might be in Holland, Angela Hill territory for different reasons, but maybe may a name that we had to not not acknowledge as much. Right. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, let's move ahead. Try to... It was a happy moment for Thug Rose Nami Yunus. Oh. She is once again the strawweight champion. Knocks out Zhang Wei Li. Beautiful head kick. She becomes the first woman in UFC history to regain a title in her own weight class. She gets it done. It was phenomenal. Where does Thug Rose go from here, AK? Well, this was an easy one. I mean, uh, I think did Nami Yunus was, was it her who mentioned her. Yes, it was. It, it was Rose. Yeah, she she. Um... She was smart enough to say she did mention the Yana Sparza matchup, right? Either she in her did. post-fight immediately or at the post-fight press conference. I know it came up. She's she's pretty savvy with these things. It just makes sense. Uh, uh, um, Yan Yan Shanan fighting Carlos Barza May twenty second. Uh, that's uh, really that's it for me. There's a Zhang rematch, which I'm sure we can talk about more in a second. But 
my pick would clearly be the Jan Shanan Esparza winner. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, like Carla Esparza, really? Like, people have been like that for a while when you bring her up in the title picture, which is crazy. She was the first champion. She beat Rose. She beat a very young Rose to win that title. And, and it would be a great story for uh, Namajunas. I think a lot of champions love to have that chance to, uh, you know, erase those wins, uh, sorry, those losses from their record. GSP got to do it twice with his two losses, the reason why he's one of the greatest. Uh, and I think Namajunas would love to fight Color Spars again, show how much she's advanced. I mean, I think uh, Namajunas would be a huge favorite in that rematch, but anytime you have someone with a prior win, and, and a dominant win, by the way, if anyone goes back and watches that Esparza, uh Namajunas, it wasn't close. They were just at very different stages of their career. It wasn't close. And, um, and I think it would be very much the opposite way this time. But I'd love to see it. Look, if, if you guys have been listening to this program from the beginning, and let me just preface this by saying you can call me lazy, you can call me what you want, but it's trying to figure out your place in a show like this. Like, what direction you want to go? Like, what suit do you want to wear? And I've kind of landed that on a, on a place that I'm trying to someday get into the Check the Tapes Hall of Fame. Like, that's 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 where I want to go. Like, I want to be right more oftentimes than not. And I have to go with, like, what I feel could be the correct answer more oftentimes than not. So I try to go with the middle ground of, like, sensical fights and what I think the UFC will do. And what I think they will do is give the rematch to Zhang Wei Li. I think they end up giving her another chance. I think it will be a big deal. Now, Yan Zhaonan versus Carla Esparza is a very important fight. And I think it's a really interesting fight. It's a very closely contested matchup on paper. But I think whoever comes out of that fight needs to do so in dominant fashion. Like, this cannot be a split decision. This cannot be a 29-28 on the scorecards. This needs to be a drubbing of some kind. Like, whether it's a finish or, like, a 30-26 on the cards, whoever wins this fight needs to do so in convincing fashion or the UFC will go to the rematch. And I think they'll try to run it back. But listen, if they don't run it back, I I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I I feel like a win is not enough for these two ladies because the UFC, what they want to do, especially with the pandemic fading away a little bit slowly but surely – they want to get back to China, and if they can somehow get to Zhang Weili versus Yan Zhanan, that's what they want to happen. So I think this is probably like the best road to get there. Now Jian could go out there and crush Carlos Sparza, earn the title shot, and Carlos Sparza can go out there and crush Yan Zhanan. You never know. All those stories are great, but I think this fight became much more important, not just for whoever wins gets a title shot. It's you got to go out there and do something special, kid. And Jean, uh, she gave them a lot of good footage to use for uh, for a rematch video. You know, she was she was very upset with the stoppage when it happened. Uh, it was it was the no nonsense Keith Peterson, I believe, that uh, that called this one. And uh, she was stomping around the cage. She was she was furious, you know. And, and I think she caught, you know she did an Instagram message later. I think you know kind of a little more more composed, a little more calm, congratulating Rose. And uh, and I'm sure when she looks back at the footage, I'm sure even her and her team will be like, oh yeah, I was I was probably out there. But but for the purposes of selling a rematch, like I said. You've got this footage now. You've got this. You've got this quote unquote controversy over the stoppage. I don't think there, there's too much of it, but I think if you're if you're a Zhang supporter, there's enough that you can go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see them fight again. That was that was that was too that stoppage was too early. Um, which again, I don't think it was at all. Uh, I thought it was a fine stop, but she was out. I thought when she hit the ground, I actually thought the follow up punch woke her up. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's certainly. I would say just I don't know if I want to say more likely. I'll go 50 50. I, I think I think like you said, it, it does depend how the Jan Asparza fight shakes out. It could be a bit of a grind fest because Asparza is just so, so, so tough. 
Um, and when she wins fights, it's rarely pretty, if we're, if we're being honest. So so it's either going to be a, a very hard-fought win for Jan or Esparza uh, mucking things up, as she always and pick another W. So, um, yeah, I like both options. I, like I said, I'm leaning towards the winner on May 22nd, but, I mean, how can they shy away if, if uh, Rose is healthy and Zhang is healthy and they both want it? Very sellable. Okay, now if they don't run it back, AK, what should be mm. next for Zhang Wei Li? I, I looked a little. I had to, I went a little bit down the rankings, and I said, why not uh, Zhang and Michelle Watterson? Now, Michelle Watterson has been uh, okay. So she has been a very, I think, very good representative of uh, Asian Americans. Uh, I think I think so. People, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan. I admit it, I'm a fan. I think she's been a very good representative of Asian Americans. She has spoken before many times about wanting to uh, fight in Asia. She's of Thai descent, of course. Um, so. It would be very cool if she got to fight over in, uh, like you say, if, if they were able to arrange a card in China or something like that, and she got to, she got to fight overseas. She's never, she's, <clears throat> excuse me, she's never had the chance to do that. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, this is a great matchup just because we're putting a Chinese person against a Thai person. And but, but I, I think there is some, uh, some storyline there as far as again, you know, Watterson getting to sort of embrace her ancestral roots, or her, uh, you know, coming from Asia, and uh, and getting to, and getting to fight. I also just think it'd be a really good matchup. And I know, I know there's probably a segment of fans. That are tired of seeing uh, Watterson, you know, get these kind of number one contender shots and, and and keep falling through. But there's a reason. She's, I think, she's an exciting fighter. Obviously, very marketable person. Someone the UFC loves um, as far as her ability to handle media and do interviews and everything. And um, and I think I think it'd be a, a, a fun matchup to watch. And who knows if she beats Zhang, there you go. Now now she finally gets her chance at a title. Otherwise, solid fight for Zhang as well um, to sort of keep herself in that uh, in that title contention and and a possible rematch with uh with with namajunas if it doesn't happen right away yeah listen that's the those are all interesting options it's a fun time at 115 pounds right now but uh it was a a wonderful performance from rose namajunas we have to head to the queen of the flyweights right now valentina shevchenko i mean this was this was some showing against jessica andrade like this is the fight that a lot of people were a lot of people were, were were picking valentina but to see a betting line at like minus 450 for Valentina, it was just weird. Because normally she's like a plus 1100 or like a plus 900. A lot of people had faith in Jessica Andrade. And this was a perfect game, AK. This is a <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko who, despite what she said at the press conference, trying to be respectful and nice, this is a Valentina Shevchenko with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. She wanted to go out there and make a statement. And damn, she did exactly that. How do you see this playing out for the bullet in terms of what is next for her? She is so good. Speaking of marketing, I mentioned Michelle Watterson being marketable. Speaking of marketable, I mean, Valentina Shevchenko has it all. She speaks three languages. Uh, her English gets better and better. The English promo she cut on uh, on a Saturday, uh, Saturday I thought was outstanding. The uh, My opponents are always looking for my weakness. Don't bother. I don't have any. I thought that was so, so good. I, I loved that moment. Uh, yeah, so cutting cutting a, cre- a great promo is so important, especially if you can do it in English, uh, and she's just nailing that these days. Uh, yeah, it was a perfect game. And it's crazy that we mentioned like you know, how it was strange to see that uh, the fight was relatively close for her, because minus 450 favorite for a championship fight is still like insane. Like that's that, <laughs> right. Like you're right, but relative. I mean, she was like minus 1100, minus 1250, I think, in some of her others. So I, I get what you're saying. Like it is closer. But minus 450 for any other champion, we'd be saying like, oh, geez, this is like they have no faith in the challenger. So that that was the version of having faith in a, in a Shevchenko challenger. That's how cl- as close as it gets. Uh, I have to go with 
Shevchenko versus the winner of uh, Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood on June 12th. We've been campaigning for Lauren Murphy to get a title shot for a while. Uh, she's done enough. She's certainly done enough to do it. Um, even though she herself, I know she she spoke to you on on what the heck. She herself has kind of said, "Hey, you know, I I I will take it, but if it doesn't happen, I want it to be when I'm ready. I want it to be when people are demanding it." Um, so I think she's right. I don't know if there is that like demand yet. Uh, she's kind of would be the mandatory challenger. But Joanne Calderwood, very popular fighter, a veteran, another fighter who was supposed to get a title shot, has been in that uh, contention for so long. Impressive win for Murphy. I do think there would be. I don't want to go as far as to say like massive demand, but yeah, there'd be a, enough of a, 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 a push from the fans to be like, yeah, if you got to go, Lauren Murphy, Shevchenko, and vice versa. Of course, Calderwood gets to win in impressive fashion. Then you rebook that one. That fight should have happened already. So uh, see, that was again easy one for me. Yes, Murphy Calderwood, June twelfth, UFC two sixty three. I think that's the front runner, but I think this is a three horse race. Ak, I think there could be a a dog so to speak, that comes out of nowhere, higher odds, that could mix things up a little bit. And let's be clear, Caitlin Chukagian is out of this equation. She is not the third horse in this race. Her opponent on May 15th, I think, is a very interesting wild card in this equation in Viviani Araujo. Even Lauren Murphy, in that interview, was very honest about it and said, listen, if Araujo beats Caitlin Chukagian on May 15th, like she could get the next shot, and I wouldn't even argue with it. Like, she's looked really good. So, I tend to believe the UFC will go with the Murphy Calderwood winner, especially if it's like a fun fight. I have a feeling it will be a fun fight. Lauren Murphy, what she's been able to do recently has been unbelievable. Like, this has been some story. And Joanne Calderwood as well. It's just such a fun fighter, continues to get better. I think the winner of that will get the shot. But if Viviani Arujo goes out there and just destroys Caitlin Chukagan, this is going to be hard to get fans to not say, yep. Arujo, let's go. Let's make it happen. Arujo versus Shevchenko. And I feel and I feel like in a way the UFC will kind of learn from the Arine Aldana mistake of not giving her the title shot. Mm. Um and, and just throw Arujo in there. So we'll see what happens. I'm leaning towards the June twelfth winner, but if Arujo goes out there and does something spectacular, would not surprise me. Uh on the flip side, we got Jessica Andraj. And this is a very interesting place for her to be in because she could go back down to 115, yes. win one fight, and fight Rose Namajunas for the title again. Oh, trilogy. Absolutely. And and that is a very interesting fight. Like, I I think I would pick... I, I don't know where I would go with this. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't know how that third fight would play out. But five if you gave Andrade an extra two rounds at UFC 251, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. And this is just a dangerous rabbit hole to start fluttering down. The third meeting would be really interesting. But I think with Araujo getting the fight with Chukagian, I would like to see Andrade stick around at 125. I, I don't want to see her cut that extra 10 pounds. She doesn't have to. You could do Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. Makes a lot of sense at this point. I think that's the fight to go. But again, if she wants to go to 115, if there's a path there with Rose being the champion again, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me and I wouldn't blame her for it if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of people suggesting drop back down to 115. I would love to see a trilogy fight. Like you said, uh, she slammed Rose in her freaking head in the first fight. Uh, even and, and even though Rose was looking good up to that point, and then the second fight, a lot of people are saying, uh, I'm not, well, I'm not even saying. If you watch the fight, clearly Andrade uh, was taking over in the third round. Did a ton of damage to Namajunas. <laughs> really, really hurt her badly. Uh, and yeah, two more rounds would have been very uh, definitely fun to watch. Uh, 
Uh, so, Cabello, easy choice. Yeah, like you said, Mike, this this is another easy choice. Again, if anyone keeps throwing rankings, you kind of just go down and see who's booked and who's who's next. Cabello's right there. She could sell the fight beautifully. I think I think uh, she would love to fight Jessica Andrade. She again, she's another person that's kind of been in the mix for a title shot for a long time never quite able to get over that hump Andrade could be the name that gets her there um she can beat her the only other name i looked at uh, maybe jessica uh jessica i and uh oh my gosh my brain is not working right now uh, maya winner and uh they find july 10th it's so far ahead that would be if Andrade wanted to take some time off um but otherwise calvillo's right there waiting in the wings right in front of her and unless calvillo books someone else sooner i think Andrade makes a lot of sense for for both of them well, let us move ahead to one of the more unfortunate moments we have oh. seen in quite some time. Uriah Hall, on paper, negates a loss, the first of his career, 11 years after the fact. He defeats Chris Weidman via first-round TKO. The fight lasted 17 seconds, and Hall did not throw a single strike. You all know what happened. We hope Chris Weidman is okay. I will say, because people have asked on this Sunday morning as we record, it is right now 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, just around there. No update as of now. Dana White said at the press conference that Weidman was supposed to have surgery this morning, and you got to feel for the man. I have reached out to a couple people on his team. I have not heard anything back. Um, so obviously you got to feel for Weidman. you got to feel for the team and his family. But let me just make this very clear. You got to feel for Uriah Hall as well. And here's the deal. Uriah Hall checked that kick. And it, it sucks how that fight ended. Yes, I know. My kid was like, I heard that. Yes, I said sucks. I'm sorry, buddy. But that is a that's, win. That's going in the jar. That's a dollar in the jar. That's a quarter at least. But that's a win for Uriah Hall. And he should get a bump up if possible. Now... If something happens with the fight between Jack Hermanson and Edmund Shabazian, it is 2021 after all, you could slot Hall right in there on May 15th if needed. Otherwise, you can do Kevin Holland. But I think he will just want to get back in there against somebody with some kind of a name and do it as soon as possible. But again, I want to be very clear about this. Uriah Hall should not be looked down on this win for any reason, because one, it's not his fault, and two, he handled this thing so well. What he said in the cage to Joe Rogan after the fact, what he said backstage with the media, he had it, it, just an A plus performance. A plus. I I feel like as bad as it was, Uriah Hall's stock rose immensely without even throwing a strike last night, and it was one of the more awful and gruesome injuries you will see in this sport and it makes you question why you watch the sport to begin with but seeing Uriah Hall react to it it kind of gives you some sauce being like okay we're not completely insane we're not completely barbaric there's some good people in the sport and I feel like Uriah Hall represented that last night in the aftermath what do you think his last two fights have been some of the best on-air moments of his career uh, not just because of who he beat, obviously two former champions, Chris Weidman and Andrew Silva, legend, his idol. But you're right, the way he handled it. Uh, the speech Saturday was great. The the His reaction after beating Silva was so emotional and so genuine. I don't know if people remember, it's again, it's, you know, MMA time, three months is like a year now. He like he he, he beat Silva, he doesn't, he doesn't want to knock the man out, but he has to, you know, he has to do the damage. 
and he he like gets on his knees after and he's try you know he's kind of embracing Silva and he's he apologizes you know he's like I'm I'm sorry I love you it was I think he said I love you if I put if I put I love you in Uriah's mouth I apologize but there's definitely a nice I, I am crying and then I'm sorry that that struck me the I'm sorry I was like oh my gosh he's you you are apologizing for for winning this is your job this is uh, this is what you are your not just his job his his path in life is to be a martial artist a competitive martial artist and he's apologizing for beating a guy and 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 you wouldn't blame him for doing it at all again if you know his backstory and his love of Anderson Silva and everything that going into that fight so I I think Rahal is such a star he's the star that they thought he was going to be when he came off the Ultimate Fighter he also apologized after that Adam Ch- Adam Chella uh, head kick if you remember he was just like immediately was like sorry Adam and. He's the star that they, that they wanted to be. Maybe not in the way they expected him to be. He's not a boisterous trash talker. He's not, you know, that's the guy who was gonna. He's everything. But as far as a thoughtful and, as you said, representative of the sport, you really couldn't ask for anything better. This was the toughest, I think, uh, matchup of all the ones we're gonna discuss this week. Uh, we're coming off two easy ones like I said. I thought Shevchenko was an easy pick. Andrade was an easy pick. Hall. I settled on a Derek Brunson rematch. Both guys on win streaks. The first fight, September oh, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So. It's, so it's quite some time. The only thing is, I can't imagine either guy wanting to do it. A uh, Hall maybe to get the win, to get that loss off his with that win back. Brunson, doubtful. It would be really doubtful. I don't know if he'd want to fight Hall again, again. But this was a long time ago, September 2016. So we're talking over, uh, over four years ago. So uh, it's that's what I landed on. I don't love it. The Kevin Hall thing seems possible. But if I were making a matchup, if I could just say, you know, you, this is who you're sending. If I'm sending out contracts and saying, guys, this is who you have to fight. Sorry. Uriah Hall, Derek Brunson, too. Yeah, and it's not a bad idea. I, yeah. I think Derek Brunson will be all over the Paulo Costa fight. Will st- continue to still be on the Paulo mm-hmm. Costa fight because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we found out Israel Adesanya's fighting Marvin Vittori. I get that. Um, I know a lot of people are pissed off about it and they're not reading between the lines. Like, there's just no way Robert Whitaker could fight June 12th. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. So if Israel Adesanya, one of your biggest stars, says, I want to fight June 12th, you let him fight June 12th, and we have options. And then Robert Whitaker can just fight the winner. Like it's it's fine. Robert Whitaker's next fight will be for will be for the UFC middleweight title. It doesn't matter like who he fights. His next fight will be for the belt. So there you go. Everybody kind of wins in this situation. Uriah Hall deserves some sort of anything. I mean, literally anything. If he just like get me in there and fight, let him have it. If he wants to wait for something up the rankings, fine. Um, but it just kind of sucks for everybody at this point in a way. But finally on this adventure, AK, this crazy ride, we discuss what is next for Anthony Smith, who stops Jimmy Crute. It goes in the books as a first-round TKO, Dr. Stoppage. This is another leg injury. But for those five minutes, AK, this fight was awesome. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was great. What would you like to see next for Mr. Lionheart, the former title challenger who continues to just shove it in the faces of all the doubters? Including me. I think twice. <laughs> I believe I also picked him to lose uh, his most recent fight with uh, with Devin Clark. So, Lionheart, you know what? I'm going to keep picking against you because I like you, and uh, maybe it's uh, something to do with you, with your success. I'm sure of it. Maybe a very, very minuscule amount to do, but maybe, maybe if it helps at all, then I'm happy to do it. Um, yeah, it was a great fight, you know, before before that went down. And man, it's just so crazy that we, that would have been again one of the more memorable moments of the night, on any other card. Now it's it was maybe the fourth or fifth or I don't even sixth highest 
you know, ranking storyline, as it were. But uh, yeah, prayers effort for Crude. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Uh, I think that, look, the automatic pick for Smith has to be uh, Ankalaev. I mean, look, I call for this one in February. I'm not the only one. Several people call for this matchup. Uh, several people this week did. It was the most. It was the most popular listener pick. I, I think at least. At least like ten people said Smith versus Ankalaev. Um, so yeah, Ankalaev uh, has to fight Nikita Krylov. Oh, sorry, sorry, he beat Nikita Krylov. I'm sorry, my, I'm looking at my notes and I'm getting them all jumbled up. Nikita, he beat Krylov in February, and I said then let's make Smith happen. So Smith Ankalaev, let's go. I haven't wavered from that at all. That's that's the one to go with. Personally, I would like to see them run this back. I would like to see them run it back. There's no conclusion. Of course, we need to see how bad Kroot's injury is. But if this is something he can come back from relatively quickly, that's what I would do. And this could main event a card because that first five minutes was tremendous. So if I had my choice, if all is well in the world, if the MMA gods can bring us back to Earth, like you, you, what, what happened to Chris Wyman was horrible. But if you want to like try to even things out, maybe Jimmy Crute doesn't have a serious injury. Dana White seems to think like he his whole knee went out, and that would be awful. But if this is something that like he can come back from, this is just you know a sprain or a bruise, like a bone bruise or something like weird that nerve would be amazing. Thing. Yeah, weird some nerve weird thing. Yeah, weird nerve thing. Quote unquote. <laughs> uh, medical the, term. Medical term. Yeah. Then I want to see these guys fight again because that first round was awesome, and I think Anthony Smith would be down to fight again. I'm sure Jimmy Crew would be down to fight again. If not, if we are to believe that. Bad things are in the works for Jimmy Crute's recovery. I like the rematch with Tiago Santos because I think Smith has done enough in his career to earn a chance to get that one back. And they're both at a point in their careers where it makes sense. So I'm in. I, I, I What a story it would be <laughs> to see Anthony Smith get back to a title shot after all of this. Give him Santos. Then he has three wins in a row. Three finishes in a row? We have a new champion? John Jones isn't there anymore? Can you imagine if he gets back to a title shot? Th- there's nothing more I would want to see in the sport right now than see a guy like Anthony Smith get back to a title shot. That would be so wild. That would be unbelievable. You, you, would, you wouldn't have him fight Glover, though, if Glover beats uh, Blachowicz, would you? <sighs> yeah, I mean, at some point. It wouldn't be anytime oh. soon. Uh, uh, yeah, that's see, that's the my only reluctance was that is that if it, uh, I don't know, but but you're right. I mean, that, but that has to do with it, with a potential Santos matchup. Yeah, yeah. I, again, wouldn't the story be even suggestion. better if he fights Glover and beats Glover? That first fight was. Are you so serious? Ugly. Like, uh, oh, if he beats him, sure. I he oh, won, God, but people go back and watch that fight. Like I'm telling you, guys, go back and watch that fight. I know that one left a bad taste in all of our mouths. How it how it ended? Yes. Go watch the, the first it, two rounds of that yes. fight, though. Anthony Smith looked. Uh, looked excellent in those first two rounds. Yeah. He just he just got a little too uh, a little too crazy, a little too overzealous. <laughs> got a little too uh, volume heavy. So uh, yeah, the, Mah- the Maheta fight uh, well over three years old by now, February twenty eighteen. So and and was that middleweight? That's the thing. Was was that middleweight? So it yeah. would be a new. It would be sort of a new. Uh, look at this matchup. Okay, yeah, I saw a lot of people suggesting it at first. I kind of raised my eyebrow, and but you know now that you've explained it to me and other others, uh, I've seen so many recall for it. I like it. All right. We just went through that main card. We're already 42 minutes into this thing. Now it's time for the wild card selection. On a wild night, a wild card selection, AK. UFC 261 in the books. Who's the wild card pick? 
Well, first of all, look, it's going to be a long one today. If we go over an hour today, uh, normally we like to keep the show tight around an hour. It's been a big show. Uh, yeah, we're going over an show. hour. I, I, I think people don't mind if we go over. <laughs> Uh, Brent, uh, this is easy, easy for me. I, I had I had a matchup for Brendan Allen in mind for a long time uh, after uh, my pick for him most recently fought. Uh, I think I said when Calvin Gastelum lost, I said, oh, I immediately said, yeah, give him the give him the Allen uh, Roberson winner. So I'm sticking with that. This was my suggestion from just a week ago. Brendan Allen, Calvin Gastelum. It's it's probably one of the I think it's the it's the reason why I didn't uh, necessarily think of Calvin Gastelum Uriah Hall rematch because I think I want I preferred it for Brendan Allen. So. Already done. That's in the books for me. This, this, it's almost not even a wild card. The word wild here almost doesn't apply. This is a, this is my logical my logical card. This is like the least wild wild card pick ever. Yeah, um, but I get it. It makes sense. Um, oddly enough, AK and coincidentally enough, I am also going with Brendan Allen because he is a really interesting contender at 185. He, he looked really good against Carl Roberson. I like that he's with Henry Hooft right now. I think one of the things that really hurt him in the Sean Strickland fight is like, listen, when you do a camp with a guy like Henry Hooft, you're just like, striking thing's fun. Like, this <laughs> is cool. Like You're going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a little better. So he goes out and kind of goes back to what got him to the dance to begin with. Gets him to the ground, uses top control, very heavy on top, waits for his opponent to make a mistake. Carl Roberson made a giant mistake and tried to go for a leg and... We knew it was coming, so I know he wants the Sean Strickland Christoph Jocko winner. I know that fight's coming up on Saturday. Brandon Allen probably wants Strickland to win, so we can try to get one that uh, get that one back. You're going with Calvin Gaslam. Do not dislike that idea at all. But I'm going to throw out a name that gets thrown out on this show an awful lot, and I'm ready for it. I think we found a fight that works. Brennan Allen versus Mahmoud Muradov. Yep. This is as super interesting of a fight you can make outside of the top 15. In middleweight, as much as we like to dump on it, like if you really look at it, it is an interesting division. How it's been handled has been a dumpster fire, and it's not the <laughs> fault of anywhere any of the contenders in this division. But Brennan Allen getting that win. You got Mahmoud Muradov. You got two guys people are very excited about that. You feel like one of these two could break out. I think it's time, man. I think we throw these guys in there. And pun completely attended, I am all in on this fight. I'm all in, my best friend. All in. You're you're all in for all in versus Muradov? Yes. Was that intentional? Okay. Of course yeah, it, it became that way because I was going to say it and I thought okay. about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's his nickname, too. <laughs> <laughs> A poet, and you didn't even know it. Uh, yeah, uh, Allen versus Murdov, by far the most popular matchup for Allen from our listeners. Uh, several people threw that out there. So, yeah, look, that, that's that's a real thing. People are talking about it. So uh, there we go. I, I like that. I like that wild card pick for sure. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. 
That way, every one of your teams from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Uh, shall we move on to checking the tapes? Yes, yeah, so let, let us okay. uh, well, let's well, get the magnifying glass and, and check the tapes. We're checking the tapes. So we've got some. Uh, Liam Perry, one of our listener, regular listeners, uh, Adesanya versus Vittori 2. UFC 263, June 12th. Now it's official. Uh, I don't remember. I, I was checking. I was checking the tapes, and I don't remember that many people calling for it. I think we all knew it was maybe a possibility, but I don't remember it being the choice of many. Liam, uh, Liam distinctly called for this matchup. Uh, he said he wanted it. I'm just waiting to see his message here. If he said anything particularly fiery about the matchup, um, probably others in more contention. Izzy was going to give it to Till with a win, so just give it to Vittori. Fair enough. Uh, Holland's taking time off, probably working on state defense, dropped to welterweight. Okay, that was some other some other stuff in the card. So Liam Perry, again, if there's other listeners I forgot and or people people out there that call for this fight, I apologize, but I do I do know Liam um, called for that one. So there, check the tapes for you, my friend. We got a mic check. Oh shoot, <laughs> we got a mic check. One of our email boys, uh, Austin Deschamps, uh, very positive, nice young man. Uh, he says. I had I, <laughs> I just had to check the tapes to brag about uh, this. I suggested Davy Grant versus Marlon Vera two back in March, right after Davy's KO of Jonathan Martinez. Now I see it booked on the June nineteenth card. Mike disagreed on the pick, stating it didn't make sense for Vera at this point, which is kind of true. Ha ha ha! But I think it has major potential to be a fight of the night. So they're a little a little mic check. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm happy. Look, once Davy Grant knocked out Jonathan Martinez. All bets are off. You know what I mean? Because that fight happened what? Did, did it happen? Oh, yeah. Cause it... Uh, well, oh, All right. So, 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 you know what? You know what? What, what, is this, what is this young man's name? Austin Deschamps. Austin Deschamps. Let me tell you something. Oh, no. I support your mic check. <laughs> I support it. I was wrong. You well, were right. This is a great fight. I should not have dogged that pick once in a while. You know, I'm going to dog a pick now and then. And uh, I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong. So excellent wow. work. Mike check approved. Well done. <laughs> you're such a man. You're such a man. I, I hope your son is I, I know I hope your son is in the room right now and is learning <laughs> from this moment. <laughs> I watched Uriah Hall last night and I just I you know Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm a better person because of it. Absolutely. Uh, Marcus McGahey, this is more of a check the tapes question. Uh, I, I, because there's a lot of talk about uh, Arlovsky's next matchup uh, in, uh, recently and uh, want maybe having him versus Alexi Olenek. But he asked, do, do they train together at American Top Team? Do you know? Um, I'm sure they I'm sure they have. I don't mm-hmm. know if, I mean, I'd have to like go through Instagram and like do some digging, but. Yeah. But listen, if those two guys fought, like, it's a good fight. Like, I don't think, yeah. I mean, ATT. Here's the thing, like, there's gyms, like, like you're not gonna see Calvin Cater fight Rob Font anytime soon yeah, because yeah, like yeah. their their team is like them two and like two other guys. ATT is like a mega team with like a bunch of branches of like medium sized teams. It's like a pyramid scheme. It's not, but I'm not. I mean, it's just like if right. you if you charted out what a pyramid scheme look like, yes, yes. that's what ATT is like. And this is Visually. and that is the most. And, and take that as positively as possible. There's like a bunch of teamlets. So like those two guys like maybe 
ATT guys, but they may not even like train on the same days at the so, same times in the same location in the gym. So I, I, if they fought, like, I don't think anyone's going to like, I don't think they'd be like, oh man, we're like best friends and teammates. No, we can't do that. <laughs> I think like both I, guys are in positions where like, crap, like if we want to keep our jobs with the UFC, we're kind of, kind of have to fight each other. Uh, well, so Marcus, I think that fight can slap. Anyone else looking at that fight? It's still possible. We don't know. We don't know that. We'll see. Like you said, dig through their Instagram. They could be best friends or something. I don't know. But as far as we know, it seems like it's possible on paper. Uh, and then we had a, I have a, a, another special edition, uh, a special sort of subsection, I should say, of Check the Tapes. We had someone offer their predictions for the, sh- for the show. And I, I warned them. I said, I said, I'm going to read this on Check the Tapes. Uh, if you, uh, I, We don't have people. that We don't normally do predictions. But uh, for Corner Sports NY on Instagram, <laughs> I know someone who's, who's hit us up on Twitter, sent yes. in his predictions boldly. And I said, all right, here we go. So I'll just do a quick rundown. He had Masvidal defeating Usman, second round TKO. So that's that's a nay. Uh, he did have Namajunas defeating Zhang by decision. But either way, correct pick there. So he had Rose winning, uh, defeating Zhang. Uh, Shachenko defeating Andrade didn't really offer a, uh, a, a method, but said uh, he expected to be a, t- a tough fight. So not accurate there it was not a particularly tough fight for Shevchenko I'm oh, sorry I should say she made it look easy I don't want to say it wasn't a tough fight she made it look easy um, but either way correct pick there so well done uh, four corner sports NY and uh, Weidman defeats Hall by decision I mean who knows that might have happened if that injury had happened but obviously uh, a miss there and he did have Smith defeating Crute though he thought it would be by third round submission so three out of five same as me I also got three out of five I missed on I missed on uh, Zhang and uh, Crute uh, sorry, yeah, Crute. I thought I, I thought Crute and Zhang would both win, so I missed on those, but got the others. So, um, Mike, how did you do on the main card? Same, three out of five, four. Out of five? Uh, it was two out of. I think it was two for five. Oh, you picked Masvidal. I picked Masvidal. I picked Zhang. I picked Crute. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah, I picked, yeah. but I picked Uriah Hall to get a finish. Yeah, um, which he did. Which which he did in the worst way yeah. possible, and picked Shevchenko to get a finish, TKO finish in round three. So I was close. Yeah. Okay. So you called the TK. Okay. So nice one. So yeah. I mean, look, and I'm not making fun of this guy's predictions. Like I said, we're we're all we're all making predictions in MMA, which is just senseless, because as we saw, two C one. I mean, that, that's an anything can happen card if there ever was. One. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, but that's it. Yeah. So a lot of little uh, a fun checks to tape this week. A little little subsection. So it's you know, kind of a potpourri potpourri uh, edition of check the tapes. All right. Let's just go to the peeps. Um, Can I shoot out a disclaimer first? Yes, please. I don't know please. if you're applying this to your, to your picks, but I'll just say in general. Guys, this is my disclaimer. Some people have messaged like, oh, why didn't you mention my pick? Here's my disclaimer, and I will I will try to run this down at the beginning of every uh, episode if I remember. Emphasis. For me, anyway, this is, I like to emphasize winners. So I love you guys who send in matchups for the losers. If there's a really good one, I'll mention it. But generally, for the sake of time, I like to focus on winners matchups, unless they were in the main event or if they were in a title fight. Emphasis on unique matchups. That's why I'll generally do a rundown on the most popular picks. So sorry if you had a whole, if you give me like six or seven picks, but someone else, other other listeners also match those picks. Sorry, you might not get read out. Uh, if your fighter, if the fighter was already booked, that's on you guys. Do your research. If the fighter is already booked and you don't seem to know that, I'm probably not going to read your pick out. You also just made a made a mistake. You may have gotten the wrong weight class that happened this week. Yes. <laughs> they may have fought already recently. And you just forgot. It happens. Uh, you might be matching up someone who's suffered a, a major injury recently and probably is not coming back. I usually probably won't mention those. And uh, uh, and uh, my, my last and maybe most important rule, your pick might just be doo-doo. And, uh, and I don't want to read it. So that's... Keep all those... <laughs> 
keep all those factors in mind when you're sending in picks to Mike and myself, okay? We have reasons for not necessarily reading. So, uh, sorry, Mike. Uh, how did you want to uh, go about this first, the listeners? All right, I'm going to go through IG and just and just fire okay, some of these ahead. off. Um, thick B, the underscore real Bertha. Thick B? Yeah. I think it's supposed to mean something something else. Sure. Uh, Kazula Varkas versus Yurosh Medic or Alexander Hernandez. Oh, I didn't see either of those. Okay. Uh, Jeff Molina versus Mateus Nicolau. That is fun. Holy cow. Like, uh, there's like a hundred Molina matchups. That's a lot of Molina matchups. And by the way, uh, Jeff Molina it's will be on What the Heck this week. So oh, get excited for that. Oh, oh. Uh, Dana Bakaril versus Adrian Yanez. That's fun. Although Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa is the fight to make, and you cannot mm-hmm. convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What do you think about this, AK? Pat Sabatini versus Charles Jordan. Oh, Sabatini looked great in his UC debut. Uh, Brandon Allen versus Ian Heinish. I know there's some heat yeah. there. I think they trained together. I think Ian Heinish spent some time at Sanford MMA for this, but, but, for this camp. But they, were, but they were, oh, right. They were booked before he made the move. Correct. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. They might be. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're trying to get it. Dwight Grant versus Carlos Condit. Um, Randy mm-hmm. Brown versus Max Griffin. That's fun. Uh, Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. And Uriah Hall versus Jared Cannonier. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Evan Rodriguez, Usman Covington 2. Nami Yunus, Zhang Wei Li 2. It's either this or you give it to the winner of John Anders Varzi. Yep. Valentina versus Murphy Jojo winner. Uriah Hall versus Darren Till. It's hard to pick somebody for Hall to fight in a quick turnaround unless he gets an unranked opponent. So I gave him a top contender. Let's give him a shot. Of course, Darren Till dealing with broken collarbone. Who knows how long he's going to be out for. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Spann wanted the winner of this fight. Let's give him his Mm. chance. And then, I mean, I think you can throw, even though he did win the fight, Jorge Mazadal versus Nate Leon winner. If Nate wins, Jorge gets his money rematch, and everybody wants to see Leon versus George. So kind of like... Yes, agreed. Kind of like agreeing with both of us. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach Andrews. Zach Andrews. What a crazy event. Usman Colby. Rose versus Asparza Yan winner. Valentina versus somebody competitive, please. Uh, Smith versus somebody in the top 10. Come end of summer, maybe. Maybe the Hill Craig winner. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Edmund. Joker winner. And even uh, some wild card picks. Carnalozzi versus Corey McKenna. And Pat Sabatini versus mm. Danny Henry. That's that's fun as well. Uh, Robbie Ryan, first time messaging into my new favorite MMA podcast. On to the next one. Appreciate oh, my that. My heart. My heart. Uh, Aussie underscore dad underscore bloke. Uh, I would like to see the following. I would like to see these matches following UFC 261. Mazadal versus the Edwards Diaz loser. Mm. Thug Rose. Thug Rose versus Mackenzie Dern. I saw it. I saw it. Wow. Yeah. It's been mentioned. It's been mentioned. Okay. I had the same reaction that you just did. Wow. I didn't I even this, think I about that. Re- I thought about it as in thought about it as in that shouldn't happen, but I had thought about it. <laughs> Anthony Smith versus the winner of Yuri Prohashka versus Dominic Reyes. Okay. And then, <laughs> uh, Robbie, you know, you know, you, you know what just to write. So I read it. He is suggesting Valentina Shevchenko take on the number one and number two contenders in a handicap match. Oh, yes. Of course. And I, I, I have no issue with that. And she can uh, still be a two-to-one favorite. Yes. Uh, Matt Ravelli, he only had one pick. Brandon Allen versus the winner of Brad Tavares versus Omari Ahmedov. Uh, what else do we got here? 
Our friend Patrick Austin, Randy Brown versus Robbie Lawler. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. How about that? That's an interesting matchup. Uh, almost done. Almost done. Uh, Harper. Our friend Harper. Dwight Grant versus Tim Means. Randy Brown versus Jake Matthews. Dwight, Dwight Grant is in that range now. And Randy Brown. They're both in that range now where they could get like a, more, a veteran name, eh? I saw a lot of that. Yeah, I, saw a lot I could of, see yeah. Randy getting a big fight. I, I, I... Dwight Randy, Grant, Dwight Grant yeah. should not have won. Can I, can I, can I say I, that? He should not have won. It was a close... I'll have to watch. I'll admit, I was not watching super closely. My initial reaction was I was okay with the decision. Um, I'd have to watch it again. I'd have to watch it again. I do. I mean, Sakulich definitely won the last round. And then it's the second round, I think, would be would be the disputed one. Um uh, but yeah, I'm obviously Randy Brown a bit further ahead than Dwight Grant in the rankings, so more likely to get one of those sort of veteran matchups. Yeah, um, yeah. I, Dwight Grant, uh, c- congratulations on the win. Glad you got extra money. But this was supposed to be like the showcase fight for Dwight Grant. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the one. Like, okay, not saying like Sekulich is a bad fighter, but this is clearly a setup for Dwight Grant to knock him out in the first round, and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. And he. You know, good, good on him. I and I thought he lost the fight. I thought he lost. All, I thought Dwight Grant lost all three rounds last night. Wow! I thought he lost all three rounds. But listen, they were close rounds. It is what it is. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Jared Cannonier. Mazadal versus Vicente Luque. And then he goes, "I don't give an f about George, so it doesn't really matter." And then he followed up with another check the tapes. Yes, screenshot an old DM. He called. <laughs> The fight between Jarzinho Rosenstrike and Augusto Sakai, which is now the main event for June 5th. Oh. So good on you, my friend. Nicely done. Well done. Uh, Danilo Collins, Jeff Molina versus Amir Albazi. Like it. Pat Sabatini versus Jared Gordon. Whoa. I don't think that's going to happen. Jared They're Gordon. friends. Like, they know each other. I don't know Hold if they're on. friends, but they know each other very well. I thought for, <laughs> for a second, I was thinking Jared not Good. Jared Gooden. <laughs> what, what weight class is he? Is a featherweight though? Am I? Am I yeah, sure? he missed weight in his last fight, but I don't know if those two guys would fight. Jared Gooden. What about Jared Gooden? No, he's a Gooden's what, a welterweight. Gooden's a welterweight. He's a welterweight. Oh, okay, that's I'm way I'm way out to lunch on that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't think that fight happens. Uh, another Hall versus Cannonier pick, and then Usman versus Diaz Edwards winner. Wouldn't mm-hmm. be mad at a Colby fight either, but if Edwards wins nine in a row minus a no contest without getting a title shot, that's not right. And if Nate wins, I think he gets a title shot no matter what. Uh, also, would like to see Jimmy Crute versus Johnny Walker rebook, rebooked if uh, Crute heals up. Uh, Jack Porter, uh, Mazadal versus the loser Burns Thompson, Zhang versus Joanna 2, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos 2, Uriah Hall versus Kelvin Gastelum 2, and then Bacaril versus Jonathan Martinez. That is fun. Uh, John George, let's see. First, put some respect on Clay Collard and Randy Brown's name. James Randy <laughs> Brown versus James Krause or Li Jing Liang. The man deserves that top 15 shot. Uh-huh. I saw that. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Luke Rockhold. That is interesting. Where, where, wow. where is Luke? Luke Rockhold, and I'm He's, not saying he needs to rush back. That man is taking his time, isn't he? He uh, sure is. Booking his next fight. And again, at... Who knows? It might be what he needs. You know what I mean? Uh, when I've always said of fighters, when they start getting like knocked out a lot, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you can ever recover, you know, once your chin starts going. But it, it, it would be nice if you had the luxury of being able to take like a couple of years off and then give it another go. And again, it, it might not help at all. Maybe he comes back, gets knocked out in the first round again, depending who he's matched up with. But it certainly can't hurt. 
I, I can't imagine it hurting, being taking some time off. So Luke Rockhold, people want to see you fight again. People are matching you up, but again, I'm not saying I'm not by not any means by saying oh he should come back. Wait to take come back next year. I don't know. You know whatever whatever. I think he's he can he can afford it, and if he can, fight when you want. That's what yeah. I, I mean, listen if if he's ready to come back like in the next couple of months, that's a really good fight. If he can mm-hmm. get back to 185, I mean that's Rockhold's a big dude. I don't know. But if the, if he can get to eighty five and he's ready to go, I'm down for that. I think that's a, that's a fight that makes a lot of sense. Uriah, three straight middleweight champions. How about if that? You, if you beat him, how about that? That'd be a, that'd be sick. That'd be a sick thing to have in your resume. Uh, and then lastly, we have Christian Lee. Uh, I, I don't know if I read this. Uh, he said, "Let me just say, Gaethje versus Holloway is the most beautiful matchup I've ever heard on the show." That was from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Uh-huh. I think that was the Bellator recap show that we did when we had a rare week off. Uh, he says, Mazadal versus any money fight. Diaz brother, Leon possibly, depending on how the fight pans out. Or McGregor, if the stars align. Figure his ability to draw is likely diminishing at this point. And then he also likes Anthony Smith versus Thiago Santos, too. He likes Dana Batgarel versus Journey Newsom or Felipe Colaris, if they don't intend on just rebooking that one. So... A lot of a uh, lot of Dana Batgarel picks, which is awesome. And Jeff Molina, and Jeff Molina. Our listeners are are uh, so. I was listening intently to like if you were reading off matchups that I, you read off a lot of matchups from Molina and Batgarel that I had not seen, and I got a lot of Molina and Batgarel. So I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to read out. I'm probably gonna end up reading out a lot of these, but. Um, Thank you, of course, for everyone IG sending stuff to Mike, uh, Mike yeah. and me. Uh, I'll get to my IGs in a sec. Uh, I'll run down quickly, sort of the most popular picks. The four most popular by far, I would say, people are just kind of throwing up their hands in the air and saying Shevchenko Nunez trilogy bout. That's the way to go. Uh, as I said before, Smith versus Ankalaev, I think, was the most popular pick out of uh, out of all for all the fighters this week. Hall versus Cannoneer, that was the most popular one for him. Though I like the idea on paper of Hall versus Till. We just excuse me, we just don't know uh, how long uh, Till's going to be out for. But I mean. For me, that that would probably be one my my favorite choice for Hall. It's just that Till's injured and, and it could be a long wait until he gets back. So uh, that that's unlikely to happen. And then uh, yeah, Brown versus Nico Price two, another rematch that was also from uh, from three years ago. So that was a popular one. So uh, yeah, a lot of rematches were on deck. I'm just trying to see if there's anything you didn't mention or that we haven't mentioned during the show already. Uh, Batgirl versus Mario Bautista was 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 uh, thrown out by a couple of people. And by the way, people, Bat Gurriel, if they didn't watch, he 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 uh, he called for Jose Aldo or Sean O'Malley. Good for fight. him, so man. I didn't see anyone. I didn't see any. I, I, look, I say call it whoever you want. I didn't see anyone agree with those calls. I did not see one reader suggest uh, Bat Gurriel versus Aldo or O'Malley. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, did you say Molina versus Manel Cape? Was, did anyone say Molina, Molina versus Cape? No. In fact, I, I didn't read it, but someone said uh, Molina's opponent versus Manel Cape. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. This is something that I never thought I'd have to say, but we got clarification. It's, it is Manel Cop, by the way. It is. I, I asked wait, him. I asked him about it, it. Hold on, hold on. You were saying Cop when you first interviewed him. Right? I said I thought it was Cape all the oh, time. Oh, you said Cape, and then we had Anna say Cop. Anna came up with Cop. Fitz, I think it was Fitzgerald who oh, initially Fitzgerald. did, but the, and then, then we were I would like, yeah. Then I interviewed him again, and, and I introduced him as Manel Cape, and I was like, wait a minute, are we? I was like, yeah. by the way, I was like, are we calling you Manel Cape or are we calling you Manel Cop? And he said, okay. he goes, is that, it is actually Cop. I'm like, why didn't okay. you tell me? 
<laughs> I was like, I'm calling you Manel Cape for like we're six a, years now. <laughs> we're a stickler for these things. We told we told Brendan Fitzgerald he was an idiot for saying uh, no, no, I'm kidding. We love we love Brendan, uh, Brendan, and he's great at pronounce, pronouncing things too. So we should put him up there with Anik as far as like pronouncing names. Like if, if Fitzgerald, if Brendan Fitzgerald says or John Anik says it, I think he's pretty confident. That's that's how the name should be pronounced. There you go. Um, uh, Ariane Carnalosi versus Penne was the one I saw a few people suggest. Jessica Penne, I, she Penne just rebounded with a win. I don't know. I mean, Penny would love to take that fight. I'm sure the last thing she wants to be, you know, wants to hear is like, oh, I'm afraid of fighting like an up and comer. So she'd probably take it. But I don't know. Uh, on Instagram, I had a few. Uh, Dylan Schutz says Chris Weidman, he thinks probably retire. So, you know, as we say, you know, Chris Weidman look like we don't know the diagnosis getting surgery today. Uh, people were saying Anderson Silva came back fairly quickly from his leg break. And I will say um, generally in sports, clean breaks fingers crossed have less complications and are quicker to recover from than from like ligament tears, things like that. Um, which again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how those things work, but uh, yeah, if it is a clean break and he gets great, uh, you know, the surgery done today, who knows, hopefully he does have a, a quick recovery and is not the end of his career. He's 36 years old now. Um, but again, a great athlete in great shape could, could, could continue fighting. So, but uh, Dylan, she was suggesting maybe, maybe this is it. Um, crude versus Uzdemir. Sure. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what's up with Uzdemir. Probably, uh, uh, chilling overseas right now well, during this COVID-19 situation, but I'm sure whenever he's ready to fight, that would be a good matchup. Uh, Matt Bradbury coming in hot with Vargas versus Joe Lazan. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Bacteriel versus Yanez before. Uh, Bradbury says Bacteriel should fight Costa for the right, and the winner gets Yanez. So he's kind of with you. He wants to see the Costa-Yanez fight, but uh, he wants Costa to earn it. So he has to earn it fighting back. I don't oh, know. That's, that, that is, that's just silliness. Come on now. <laughs> I mean... That, that, you got to earn it. You got to build... You, earn it's what? Quite, <laughs> These guys, no, no, you gotta, they both have two wins it. in the UFC. You gotta build up this anticipation for this Costa Yanez fight. It's, it's simmering. It's 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 at a simmer. I don't know if it's quite boiling over yet. Or is that a bad thing? When I can't cook, I don't know. If you don't want it to boil over, uh, Sabatini versus Derek Minner for you know fun grappling matchup, and uh, Dwight Grant versus Brian Barberina. Barberina, another name in the show that always comes up, and you know we're just waiting for him to recover from uh, from He's... surgery he recently had to have done. I don't know if he has a fight booked or does he? I didn't look. He's about. You normally look all. I have, I, let me look this up. I know he's he is saying he's like ready to go. Um, I don't know if he's booked that anything dude is, just that yet. That is insanely tough. He has he's not booked like, anything just yet, but expect something soon. I would say. He just had like something about heart or lung related or something. It was like Surgery? gut, something with his gut. His oh my his god, stomach, this guy's yeah. super tough. I wouldn't be fighting the. I'd be waiting till twenty twenty two for doing anything for going for a jog. I'm just getting back inside the octagon. <laughs> he's a madman. Uh, Jamie Casey, first-time contributor. I always like to shout out these guys. He likes uh, Crute versus the Craig Jamal Hill winner, June 12th. Uh, Crute Craig won. was in December. I mean, they fought before. Uh, it went to the third round, so it was, it was a pretty decent fight. And uh, that was December 2018, so I'm not against it. Not against that rematch should should Craig uh, beat Jamal Hill. And if Jamal Hill wins, then, yeah, sure, I'd love to see uh, Hill and Crute. Uh, an Instagram account called MMA Heads. Uh, Masvidal versus Nick Diaz. You know what? You said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, MMA heads. You're, you know what? You and Mike are a couple of MMA heads, so you're on the same page. <laughs> uh, Jacob Best was one of the, oh, shoot, I should open this up. I said I had to read this message. Jacob Best was one of the people who threw out that, to us, seemingly bizarre Mackenzie Dern Rose Namajunas suggestion, but I said I would read his message. I can't, oh, hopefully, there's a good reason. Uh, oh, okay, just reasonable. Uh, exciting clash of styles. Dern, the most exciting prospect. 
He says Zhang doesn't deserve an immediate rematch, and Rose has beaten Jacek twice. So just kind of process of elimination. Okay, all right. I, I'm not. If it happened, I wouldn't be against it. I do not think it's the right time for it at all. I'm not against it. I think Namjunas is a little too much for Duren right now. But Duren's made some big strides, so whatever. It's fine. Here's, uh, you know what? If that fight go and listen, Rose is great on the ground. But if that fight goes to the ground, Mackenzie's submitting her. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like if Mackenzie gets any girl in that weight class to the to the mat, it is done, donezo. The fight is over. So I get it from that aspect. I'd like to see her get another win though. She hasn't yeah. gotten that. Same. And listen, Nina Nunez is a great fighter. Mm-hmm. It was she was off for quite some time. The fact that she stayed in the top five during that extended layoff is kind of weird. You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. So, I mean, if Mackenzie Dern gets the Ioana on Jacek fight, and at this point, even though she didn't call Ioana out, I think that's the fight to make. Like, I really think that's the fight you do. You do Mackenzie Dern versus Ioana yeah. and Jacek. Yeah, yeah. And then if Mackenzie Dern wins that fight, throw in there for a title shot. But I'm telling you right now, as good as Rose is on the mat, and I kind of would like to see what would happen if they got down there, I don't care who you are at 115. You're getting subbed by Mackenzie Dern. You are at least getting controlled down there. It will be a long night if she gets you to the mat, no matter who you are. So it's not. I'm not saying it's like inconceivable that Mackenzie Dern could finish Rose Damayunas. Like It's very possible she could. I would just like to see her get one more win, like get a top five win, like a really quality win. Feeding someone like Ioana absolutely gets her there, but I'd like to see her get one more. And I think she feels the same way. And look, even in terms of notoriety, I think Dern, look, she, she's been you know, thought of as a potential star for the OC for a long time. I think she's just starting to get there. I think she's just starting to potentially, you know, become someone who could become a mainstream star for you. So don't rush that. You know, don't rush that if you can avoid it. Let the, these things take time. You can't. They can't be forced. They cannot be forced. I think she's on her way. I'm not saying she become again like a Rousey level star, but like a like a, a second tier star. Absolutely, she has sure. all the she has all the potential for that, uh, and, and and many have wanted to for a long time. Uh, Max Block, just I just want to mention him because he's got my back on uh, on Hall versus Brunson too. So I'm not completely crazy. We've got a question for you, Mike, from one Mr. Brandon Haley. He says, uh, not on the, uh, not a, <laughs> I shouldn't bring this up because this could be a whole other hour of chatter. Uh, not on to the next one per se, but can you guys talk about the record James Krause has as a coach? If there's ever a pick'em fight, I learned this the hard way last night, Mike. If there's ever a pick'em fight and Krause is on the corner, bet the house on whoever that is going to be. Sheesh, dude is a beast coach and fighter. Uh, unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I, I want to say we were doing our picks, and uh, I was not. Even though you had mentioned uh, on a couple of our shows that Melina was a a uh, Jeff Krause guy, I must have gone over my head because I picked Orichi Lang to to beat him. And then on fight night, as soon as I saw him walking out with Krause, I messaged you, and I was like, well, I was like, whoa, 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 what's he's got the he's got the cheat code. He's got he's got the cheat code. <laughs> I wanted to change my pick immediately. And uh, Orichi Lang it wasn't bad, but boy, uh, when you've got that. You've got that James Krause coaching. If it if it was like like uh, Brandon says here, if it was a close fight, look at who's look at who's in the corner. And if it's James Krause, you tilt in that direction. I'll tell you. I mean, as soon as that matchup was made, I was like, oh, this fight absolutely rules. And and the fight went pretty much the way I thought it was going to go. Sure. Like Molina was going to have the jitters early on, and um, Kuichi Lang would kind of do his thing early on, and you know, but in plus. Uh, Kuichi Lang has that that incredible heart, and you saw in that yeah, third round because Molina was lighting him up like a Holy Christmas cow. tree. Styling. I think 
I think it was the third most significant strikes landed in a round in the history of the UFC. <laughs> like, we're, we're, he was approaching Max Holloway, Calvin Cater levels mm-hmm. uh, with that third round. And then Lang drops him. And then he gets, then Molina gets <laughs> dropped at the end of the round and almost gets wow. stopped. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. That fight was amazing. And if they didn't get 50 Gs, it would have been a travesty. I know. Thank goodness they got the fight of the night. That was yeah. uh, congrats on both guys. Amazing fight. I can't wait to see either guy again. I think I think they're super exciting. So, uh, so uh, Brandon, yes, we we love James Cross around here. Is there anything else you'd like to say about James Cross? And again, I know you've you've you've, uh, you've spoken to him many times, and I know you're you've been a big proponent of him uh, as a coach, and certainly you haven't been wrong, my friend. <laughs> that dude is. I mean, he is just great. He knows just he just knows what to say. And like he knows fighters so well, and like even talking to Grant Dawson after the knockout win that he just had, everyone was talking about the speech. Like the speech went viral in the third round. Like, listen, mf'er, we gotta get a stop. And like just yelled at, at Grant, and like Grant's just like, dude, that's a Tuesday. Because <laughs> that means because no, you know how many no, times he's talked to me like that, probably a thousand times. He goes, so this is nothing new. I do. It's not that he's like. It's not that I like ignored it. It was just like. Okay, I know. I like. I know what he's gonna say because he said it so many times to me. So yeah, Krause is such a great coach, and he's only gonna get better. And I think the only loss he has this year is the Megan Anderson fight, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's won the rest. I mean, I, yeah. don't quote me on that, but I yeah, think that's the case. It feels that way. I'm saying it feels like every time I've seen Krause in the corner, his guy Julian Marquez, Julian Marquez twice. Yeah, come back, the comeback. Dawson, Molina, um. Who else? There's, there's, there's. Oh, D- Derek Minner, another one. So there's, I mean, there's at least five. He's at least five and one right now. It's, it's incredible. Again, he's the cheat code. He's, he is the cheat code right now. A lot of great coaches out there. Uh, Saif Sood, you know, uh, certainly someone who, who there's a lot of mention. Uh, but right now, uh, man, I think Cross is. Is just it's just that dude in the corner. That dude you want in your corner. A uh, couple of quick email shout outs. I'll go to, of course, I got to go to our regular email guys. Harry Dwaskin, who liked uh, Batgirl versus Ayman Zahabi. Pat Sabatini versus Daniel Pineda. It's going a little more veteran. And uh, Brendan Allen versus Duran Wynn. I'm, I'm down for all those. Uh, Tristan Gordet. He would really like to see Shuchenko versus Arujo uh, if she beats Chukagian in impressive fashion, as we said before. Uh, Hall versus Gastelum. That was his number one pick for Hall. And uh, Batgirl again. Versus uh, Howney uh, Barcelos uh, win, and he said win or lose, win or lose against Timor Valley on June 26th. He thinks that uh, Barcelos is the next matchup for Becker. I like when I like when listeners do that when they think about like it's this guy and it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's not dependent on it's. It's really they just like that particular matchup. So that's interesting. Yeah, I like him. So all right, I got a ton of Twitter. So I'm gonna sorry, my Twitter guys, you are getting. You are getting the shorts. Well, I shouldn't say the short ends. There's just so many of you. Um, I'll try and run through some of them real quick. Back grill versus, uh, back, sorry, from Barry O'Reilly. Back grill versus Ronnie Lawrence. Uh, Pat Sabatini, Marcelo Rojo. Uh, Ooh, that's a good uh, one, too. Speak Again, you can't have a bad matchup for back grill, Sabatini, Molina, a lot of these guys in the bottom of the card. They, they really, I think, you know, opened up a lot of eyes. Um, Randy Brown versus Michelle Pajeda, or a man we just mentioned, James Krause. Yeah, I got. Uh, yeah, I've seen Brown Kraus quite a bit. Um, Kraus doesn't care; he'll fight anybody um, <laughs> as long as he's got enough time. I mean, and it interests him, and he's compensated at the right length. Yeah, I mean, both those are interesting. Marcus McGahey, who I mentioned before, had some of my favorite matches this week. I like Randy Brown versus Daniel Rodriguez. I like Dwight Grant versus Impa Kasanganai. Now the Kasanganai is down at 170. Pat Sabatini. This one I didn't like. Pat Sabatini versus Chase Hooper. I think Sabatini whoops him right now. 
Um, oh yeah, you can't do that. Chase think, Chase think, is teasing a fight right now. I don't know with. Yeah. I, I've tried to try to figure it out, but Chase likes to kind of go. He's got a thing with Fight Pass. He likes to do like fun things to him. Right, right. So um, yeah, I don't want to see that fight. And then McGee did this insane deep cut of Molina versus Alexander Doskalchuk. Wow. <laughs> do you even know who that is? One I, name I did not expect to hear. Do you know that you? I had to look at. I totally. I was just, I've I, heard I, the name. I, I mean, I've heard the name, but he he was booked to make his UFC debut yes. twice. Uh, yes, uh, against Ulan Bekov and Malcolm Gordon last year. The fights fell through. So McGee dipping into the roster of someone who hasn't even fought. It's not I the first that. time he's done that, has he? McGee, this guy knows his stuff. Right, yes, this guy knows his stuff. Uh, Fred at Sep underscore Fred with two D's on Twitter. Uh, I have to shout him out because this is our this is our man from Brazil. I think it's our Brazil guy, uh, and I forgot to mention he's from Brazil last time. Uh, what do I like that he did here? Uh, as you oh, Andraj returned to strawweight to fight the Jan Esparza loser. Sure, I could see that. And again, this makes sense with a lot of the other picks we get, so that fits. <laughs> and then he out, uh, you know, he wanted to shout out one of his fellow Brazilians. So he said, uh, "Why not uh, Shevchenko versus Davison Figueiredo? You know, why not <laughs> <laughs> the two best, the two best flyweights in the world? You know, if, if Figueiredo beats uh, Moreno convincingly in the rematch, how about that? Let's just that's, number that's number one and number one. Let's put him in there. Uh, Gerald McNulty, another first timer. I wanted to read this out. Um, oh, okay. So the uh, Shevchenko Nunez three. Masvidal versus McGregor. Now, Gerald apparently is from Ireland, and I didn't understand this message first. He says, I'm from Ireland, so when Connor wins the trilogy against Dustin, and it's at this point I assume he's a huge McGregor fan, then he says, I would love... Connor wins the trilogy against Dustin, and then I would love to see Jorge smash his face in, as I don't <laughs> think Jorge will win later. Connor doesn't seem to care about the title anymore. So I think he's... What? Maybe, like, I think like as many folks in Ireland has kind of soured on the... Uh, McGregor experience. I know our, our, our pal P.T. Carroll has said that there's a large contingent of Ireland fans who uh, are, are not as fanatical as people would assume about McGregor. So there we go. Um, love the show. You and Mike are brilliant and both have great names, apparently. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, people <laughs> like to make fun of mine. Um, keep, keep up the good work. You make me more interested in MMA every podcast. Ah, uh, dude, you're getting all your questions read on the show forever. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the secret. He, he's listening to the show. He knows the secret. That's not even the most emotional. I, I'm build. I'm building here, guys. I'm building up here. As Mike usually takes us on a journey, I'm the listeners are helping us take us on a journey here, because uh, I'm building. Uh, Triple B, Crude versus Spawn. You mentioned Hall versus Kanier. I said one of the most popular picks. Uh, Zhang versus Suarez. Yes, I think we'd like that if oh, Suarez comes back. Yeah, again, we just don't know when um, she's been dealing with injuries for a while, so um, she'll come back when she's ready. Hayes Bethard, I apologize, I mispronounced his name last time. Uh, Hayes Bethard, Brown rematch versus Price or Neil on Neil loser. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I'm against it. Uh, Usman, uh, he had a note for Usman. If he wants to fight in the next few months, do the Colby rematch. If not, do Wonder Boy Peace Burns have, and have Colby get another win. So we're down with that. Uh, okay, there was a random comment here. I'm going to skip because I asked him for clarification, didn't get a response. Jack O'Hara. Uh, as we said, uh, Allen versus Heinish, but we do wonder, are they training together now? And probably is, I'm sorry, we know they've, tra they've, they've trained together now. And unfortunately that ship may have sailed on that, that matchup, which I think we all wanted, really want to see last year. And yeah. Sabatini versus Jamal Emmers. That's a good fight. Yeah. I like, I like that fight. That makes a lot of sense. 
Shout out to Jack O'Hara. I hope we get to take the t- t- check the tapes on that one and, and say that you called that one correctly. Michael Pergini always bringing a ton of fights. Uh, I'll just read a few of the. He wants to see the Smith versus Cruz rematch. He said, "Hey, that's a freak injury. He really wants to see that one again." Brown, Randy Brown versus Elizu Zaleski. Does the winner get? Would the winner get in the top fifteen of that? I don't think so, uh, but only because Walter Wade is so deep. I think both guys have top fifteen talent. Uh, would they be in the top fifteen of that? Nah. Dwight Grant versus Dwight Grant versus Munir Lazez, uh, Molina versus Bruno Silva, and one fight which I really liked, and I don't know, maybe they're not at the right stages of their career for it. Carnalosi versus Kay Hansen. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe too much too soon for Hansen. I don't know. No. I don't. I mean, what, what? she's got to fight somebody, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm saying that's so that one works for me. Uh, ain't no expert on Twitter says Guana Carnalosi versus Lavinia Souza. Uh, Allen versus did I say this before Allen versus Holland 2 I mean, we said this before right we were just talking we might have yeah we might have uh, Grant versus Chaos Williams another guy we're kind of just waiting to see him get booked again and Randy Brown versus Jake Matthews I like that yeah that's a popular one winding down here guys just three more to go Tog Gerding Jensen our man from Denmark uh, I want to read what he said about Wonder Boy he says uh, his uh, he, the pick Kamaru is amazing I Colby should be guaranteed a tough shot to his activity if Wonder Boy beats Gilbert Burns, I think Wonder Boy should get the title shot. D2 activity, strength of schedule, fresh matchup. So there you go. So kind of stuff we all t- we touched on before. But I wait like a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You kind of broke up a little bit. Did he say strength Colby shouldn't get it due to lack of activity? Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> I mean, he's only fought. He just once fought in September. Since, it's not that long he did, ago. He did, but, that, but that was that was once. That's his only fight since the Usman fight, right? Wonder Boy fought the three first. months later. He's fought. He's on a two-fight win streak. Well, look, t- take it up with Toke, all right? Toke, Toke Grinning Jensen. I don't agree with, with you. And, 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 the, and the wonderful uh, nation of Denmark, all right? You take okay. it up with him. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening. <laughs> uh versus Luke. Uh, someone else had mentioned this before because Luke had called for this and said that Usman took the <laughs> took the Masvidal fight from him. And he said, and I'm sorry I didn't mention this name again, he said that that clears the path for Shemaev versus Nick Diaz. So he has oh. an ulterior motive. I'm sorry, Mike. He has an ulterior motive to want to see Masvidal fight someone besides uh, Nick Diaz. He wants Nick Diaz Shemaev. Uh, and Molina versus Sumudairji. Thomas Collins. Uh, I'm going to read this one out. Uh, he likes... Uh, Allen versus uh, Jacare if Jacare beats Andre Muniz on uh, May 15th. Bakaril versus the veteran of veterans, Johnny Eduardo, who's been fighting since ni- 1996. That is not an exaggeration. Uh, and his Usman versus Edwards, too. I want to read his message here. Uh, <laughs> more Covington slander. Maybe that's why I made a note to read these. In my opinion, Covington is less deserving a shot than champion. Covington needs to beat someone else to get the next title shot. Edwards deserves it based on the length of the win streak alone, so beating Diaz solidifies a plus. I want to see a UK fighter get a shot at the title. So a little bit of, I guess, a little bit of bias there from from Thomas Collins, who I assume is from the UK. So that would be a fun rematch. Are you ready for the emotional finale? Yes. Okay. So Nate Andrews, who's uh, chimed in recently, I got I got to look this up. I'm not going to be at this whole match. It's very long, but it's very it's very heartfelt. Uh, so Nate, thank you for sending this. First off, I like one of his matchups. He said, "Prospect of the night goes to Batgarial." He feels and wants to see him face uh, Andrew Ewell next. He says, "Truly, bring up the ladder." I think Batgarial is that good. But uh, what Nate, what I want to read from Nate was he was particularly devastated by the Chris Weidman injury. So I'll read some of this. Uh, apologies, Nate. I'm going to skim this a little bit. He said, um, "I've always been a big fan. Watching that injury hurt me deeply." He says, I, "He had a similar injury uh, due to a free accident that happened two years ago." Uh, at, at the University of Maine, 
he was running on the field. He said he suffered an open compound fracture of his tibia um, uh, following a routine, routine surgery. Doctors said there was a one in one million chance of this injury happening to him. So he said it's, he suffered a lot, not just physically, but of course mentally, very devastating. Um, watch, he said he's heartbroken for Chris Weidman. He had his, uh, Nate had his last procedure to remove hardware just four weeks ago. So this injury happened two years ago and he's still um, having procedures to, to kind of take care of it. So just a month ago. And it, he said, ended nearly every athletic pursuit I had in college. It decimated my psyche and I'm just a band kid from UMaine. Suffering that as a professional athlete, my heart is just shattered for him. Um, he said, uh, I, I, I need to kind of get this release out uh, in the background as someone who cares about MMA in the way that I do as not many others in his circle care for the sport. So he's just, he's sharing this with us, Mike, because it's, it's as friends that he can't necessarily, won't necessarily understand what he's talking about here. Um, this is my first time since I delved into lo loving this sport during my rehab that I've truly felt heartbroken for a fighter like this. I'll be praying to whomever is willing to listen, uh, that Chris makes it through the night to his surgery tomorrow and that he'll be okay. And, uh, that's that's a great sentiment from from Nate. So and uh, of course had nice things to say about us as well. But um, thank you, Nate, for sharing that with us. I know uh, that sounds horrible. I hope that uh, that you are at the end of this this uh, experience, um, and that you can come back strong uh, and get back to doing whatever it is that you want to do. But thank you always, Nate, for listening and for, and for sharing that story. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well said. I think he kind of speaks for everybody at this point. It just you know, just it, the whole thing is just weird, and I demand. Gerald Mearshart, come on one of these programs and apologize to me for calling me the Alex Jones of, of MMA because I said, I'm telling you, something weird's going to happen tonight. And so much weird happened. So I am not Alex Jones uh, of MMA. I just had a feeling and my feeling was true. It just went in different directions than I predicted they would. Um, and Nate, wow. props to Maine. I'm a big fan of Maine. Really, really like it. Um Used to frequent Maine quite often as a youngster. I uh, enjoyed to hit, the, enjoyed hitting the slopes as a young man. Uh, spent a lot of time in the Bridgeton, Maine area, doing some skiing at Shawnee Peak. Ooh, so shout, shout out. out, shout out to Shawnee Peak. Bridgeton, Maine's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and great place. Maine is just a uh, salt of the earth people. So thank you, Nate. I appreciate you. New England for life. Yeah, they, yeah, look, uh, you know me, I love to slander New England, but I will, for the sake of you and for the sake of Nate, I will hold off on that slander today. Uh, I'm very, yeah, I'm very touched that he would share that with us. And uh, yeah, we're all hoping that Chris Weidman is all right. Um, again, whether he fights again or not, that just that there's no, you know, no serious long-term um, damage to that leg. And just, you know, he can go back to living his life whenever whenever he does decide to be uh, to be finished fighting. Yes, well said. Um, anything else, AK? That's it, man. I'm not. I'm not topping that. I'm. I'm emotional now. Nate, Nate, reading it again. I was emotional when I saw the message. Uh, I'm emotional again reading it. So before I, I the, before the dam breaks, I think. I think we got to wrap this up. Yeah, I, and at this point, we don't need to give out the handles. You know where to find us at this point. Like the amount of DMs I, I saw this morning when I'm barely on Instagram is ridiculous. So uh, we appreciate you finding us. Continue to do so, uh, and we will be back next week because the UFC is back at the UFC Apex. I don't, it's just going to be so weird. It's going to be so weird after hearing that crowd and like getting that those goosebumps back, going back to the Apex uh, next week. Uh, I believe this is UFC Vegas 25. Uh, main event is a good one. Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prohashka. Really looking forward to that. The co-main event, really good. Cub Swanson versus Giga Chikadze. That is a great fight. Light heavyweight, Iwan Kutalaba versus Dustin Jacoby. Someone's going night-night. Sean Strickland versus Christoph Jocko. Pollyanna Botelio versus Luana Carolina. That should be fun. Marab Davalas Willie versus Cody Stamen. Oh. 
This is a good card. Do not sleep on this one. Uh, let me look at the prelims. I haven't looked at them in a while. Random Marcos. Yeah, why do they not? I feel like Mirab needs more hype. I feel like they should. I, I I know there's so many cards they normally don't hype like that far ahead of time if it's not a pay per view. But man, they should be like telling people like three weeks ahead that Mirab is coming. Yeah, uh, and I, I like the matchup too. It's a great. Yeah, matchup. I like the matchup too. But I do think, uh, but I do think Mirab is is one of the next dudes at uh, 135. I'd love to see him getting just like a little a, a little more of a push. Uh, Random Marcos versus Luana Pinheiro. Uh, uh, Mowgli Benitez is back against Jonathan Pierce. Mm-hmm. That should be a good one. Kai Kamaka the third versus T J Brown. Uh, Luke Sanders versus Felipe Calares, Andreas Michaelitis versus KB Buhler, and Loma Lukbunmi is back in the octagon taking on Sam Hughes. So that should be a should be a pretty fun card. It'll be uh, mm-hmm. definitely weird, heavy. but we will be here breaking it all down, discussing it, the aftermath of UFC Vegas 25. So we know where to find us. So for AK, I am Mike Hack. Thank you for going on this journey with us after a crazy event, UFC 261. We appreciate it very much. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One. The Podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.